0: dryness and stagnation is over in the name of jesus lord spoil the devices of our enemies in the name of jesus thank you father in jesus name amen all right father god i'm going to share your word with my fellow brothers in christ and the women in christ here i pray lord god that you surround them with your presence and your favor and cause your face to shine upon them in jesus name amen Okay, so um, yesterday I talked about intercession and during the time I, I did the live, God gave me a prophetic word after the word I gave on Thursday, which is yesterday. On intercession, God gave me a word in regards to intercession concerning relationships. Today, God wants me to speak more about that for the men, on the men's side. Okay? Um, and what we're going to look at is bridging the gap or walking on the bridge God has given you in your relationship you see do you see there are bridges that need uh, fixing and upgrade if you have a bridge that needs to be fixed or upgraded you need to fix it so for the men here it is important for you to be the bridge in the gap between you and your spouse or your future spouse to be. And for you to do that, you need to build a bridge that will give you access to that spouse and that access to you. And that bridge is intercession. That bridge is prayer. Acts 4 verse 31 says, And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together and were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they spake the word of God with boldness. Why did there come a shaking? Because there was Intercession. There was prayer being made. So I'm gonna, we're going to focus our intercession on the, on the area of relationships. For those of us men who are either in a relationship or trying to get into a relationship. It's very important for you, for single men here, to pray consistently and pray with patience. But expectation without, uh, without anxiety. What God has for you. Same thing in place with the women. Yesterday I talked about the women, today it's the men. What areas do you need to intercede over? You need to intercede over the areas that concern the uh, destiny and purpose that God has created for you as a man to bring into existence. There's someone here under, this, under the bondage of witchcraft. I command the fire of God to destroy that witchcraft and you be set free in the name of Jesus. God has created men to be the head. And if men are the head, then they need to be focused. So if you're a head as a man, you need to be able to have a very effective prayer life. The effective prayer life that you need to have is one that is spirit-led. Your intercession cannot just be based and should not be based on just physical things. Because when you are praying, you are praying physically, but your prayers are going into the spiritual realm. Intercession is a very difficult topic to teach because it's not something that's meant to be taught, it's something to just know about and put into practice. People can teach about faith because faith is written. God expects us to know and understand faith. But the application of faith cannot be taught, it's not a formula. There is no formula for faith. In the algebra, you have X plus Y equals Z. In Bible, there is no such thing as that. You receive the word by faith. You live by the word by faith. You speak the word by faith. And then when you're praying, you are meant to pray by faith. It's very important for you To be able to intercede for your children, for those of you men who are married or single fathers. Intercede for them and pray them into their destinies. Intercede for the weaknesses that exist in your spouse. The Bible says that women are the weaker vessel. That's what the scripture says. I didn't say it. The word of God says so. So there are things that you as a man cannot understand about your wife. No matter how you try to wrap your head around it physically, you will never understand what you need to know. The only way for you to access and understand is through prayer and asking the Father. A lot of relationships fail a lot because of the lack of intercessory prayer and prayer in general. Praying defeats the enemy's purpose, praying is like a cloud that confuses the devil. When you intercede, it's like a double, triple, infinite fold cloud of fire. Intercede for your siblings. Some of you men here have brothers, blood brothers or blood sisters who have failed relationships. The word of God says, pray without season. The word of God says, pray for one another. Prayer is your communication link with God. Intercessory prayer is a prayer where you are making prayer on behalf of something or someone for a prolonged period of time with a directed focus. And that focus should be on God. The Bible says that when God made man, he made him out of the dust of the earth and breathed the breath of life into man, and man became a living soul. As a man, you should be operating as a living soul when you have Christ inside of you. When there's no Christ inside of you, you are just a mere man of dust. At a funeral, they say dust to dust, ashes to ashes. Ezekiel saw the valley of dry bones. And God said, Ezekiel, what can you say about these bones in the valley? Do you think they will live again? And Ezekiel Answered God, he said, Only you know. There are times in your life as a man where you're you're doing very well with God, but then some challenges will come, and when those challenges come, you must intercede for God's will to be done, and you must intercede and pray out the devil's agenda. They are prayers of agony. Jesus was interceding for us before he was taken captive and put and nailed on the cross of Calvary. The Bible said that when Jesus prayed, his, prayer, his blood, excuse me, his sweat was like drops of blood. That was a heavy prayer. That was a prayer of agony. That was a prayer of sacrifice. When you are interceding, you are sacrificing or making a sacrifice unto the Lord. With your time. It's very important for you to intercede for your pastors, your leaders, your boss, people around you, the nation, the community, the city, the town, the borough, even the block where you live in and your neighbors. A lot of things that you are trying to handle as a man, men are always hands on. But it's not everything that God wants us men to be hands on about all the time. There's some things that God just wants you to observe. And in your moment of observing, you'll be able to direct your prayer. When you observe your wife as nagging or your wife-to-be as nagging, that's not the time for you to start challenging them and trying to equalize yourself or trying to get them to equalize with you. Find out what it is and pray. If it's the spirit of Jezebel, you continuously pray One time a man reached out to me He complained about his wife I told him what God told me to tell him But he rejected it So what did I do? I couldn't fix that situation by my own power Didn't matter how many times I tried to tell him what God said He would say the opposite So what did I do? The Holy Spirit said Don't speak about this anymore Don't talk to him anymore Leave off from him now And I began to pray that God will open his eyes. Jesus said, I pray that the eyes of your understanding be opened. While you're interceding in prayer, God will open your eyes to see greater things of his glory, greater things of his provision, greater things of his presence, greater things of his touch, There's somewhere here, there's some smoke in your life. God is clearing that smoke out right now. And that smoke is revealing a financial breakthrough for you. As a man, you should learn to be silent. It's not everything you have to speak about, it's not everything that your wife does or any mistakes you make that you speak about. And as women, it's not every mistake your husband makes that you assume that all men are dogs. That's not true. It's impossible for all men to be dogs because if all men are dogs, then you are saying that Jesus Christ is a dog. Jesus came here to appear as a man. He lived as a man. Some men are dogs, but not all men are dogs. Some women are Jezebels, but not all women are Jezebels. There are people that present with the spirit of Jezebel, but they're not Jezebels. They're just possessed with the spirit of Jezebel. But when you pray in it to see, that spirit can leave and lift off that person and the true nature of that person will come into existence. The greatest challenge you will ever have as a man is maintaining the order that God has set for you. The Bible says that God is the head of Christ Christ is the head, excuse me, of the man, and man is the head of the woman. What does a man do in a relationship? He's a priest unto the Lord in his household. That's what the word of God says. He directs how that household should live under the instruction of God, under the directive of God, under the wisdom of God. Today, there's a breakdown in society where that positioning and function is being emasculated. Men are being feminized. So now men are now looking to women to fulfill their role, which is an anomaly. And some women are looking to men to fulfill their role by taking on the role of the man. And a a man taking on the role of a woman that causes an anomaly. It's an abomination for a man to take the position of a woman. It's an abomination for a woman to take the position of a man. Because that's not the order of God. It would never be the order. The word of God says, as it is in heaven, so shall it be on here on earth. God made man the head, the leader. But as a man, to be a leader, you must learn to lead and be led. To be led by the Holy Spirit when you just in, in, engage in intercessory prayer, there's an anointing of God that's released on your life that helps you to foresee the dev- trickery of the enemy and the devices of the enemy. The Bible said we should be aware and mindful of the trickery of the enemy, the enemy can turn your spouse against you or turn you against your spouse. So if one person is aware of what the other person is doing wrong, do you address what needs to be addressed with calmness and love? But the first thing you do is intercede. A lot of us have visions and dreams. The first call to dreams and visions is intercession. When God reveals something to you about someone's life, you intercede for that person, you pray for that person. Not announce and broadcast the secret things that they're dealing with that God revealed to you in secret, which he did not tell you to release. Unless he told you to release it, you're not meant to speak about it. Your intercessory prayer will bridge the gap between you and your spouse so that you guys can walk and cross over to the next level of your relationship. When there's no bridge, there is confusion. There is bickering. There is complaining. And there's the blame game. When you, before you met your spouse, you were on one side of a river and your spouse is on the other side of the river. Why do I mean a river? Because there's a river and a stream that separates you and your spouse naturally. Your spouse comes from her bloodline, her lineage, her curses, her blessings, whether they're generational blessings or curses, ancestral curses or blessings and then personal issues and matters when you spot your spouse as a man there has to be a union that union starts with courtship during that type of courtship a bridge is being built in the spiritual realm between you and that person and if you want that bridge to be solid you must enter have prayer as your foundation. Intercessory prayer is necessary. Fellowship is necessary. Reading the Bible is necessary. Understanding the values of the man for you women is necessary. If your man does not value the things of God, then there's a question mark in that relationship because what brings both of you together is God. God. What should bring both of you together and be the foundation of relationship should be God. Men value respect because that's the order of God. When a woman violates the respect of her husband and disrespects her husband, whether emotionally, physically, sexually, or any other way, she's violating the command of God and the hierarchy of God that says that God is the head of Christ. Christ is the head of the man. Man is the head of the woman So when the woman violates or disrespects the man Or the man disrespects the woman There is a disorder Because what affects the man affects Christ What affects Christ affects the father The father is aware of those things When a man is mistreating his wife Or disrespecting his wife He's also bringing shame To that hierarchy So, in a relationship, you're courting, a bridge is being built. Before the bridge is being built, you guys see each other from afar, spiritually. You may see each other yourself physically, but in a spiritual sense, there is a bridge and a gap. In some cases, there is a bridge, and then that bridge is Christ, because Christ is calling for that relationship to come into existence. In other cases, you have to build the foundation of that relationship, or maybe Christ is building the foundation, I should say. And that foundation should be on faith, through the word, prayer, and intercession. When you're calling your spouse, your future spouse to be, as a man, you should pray and intercede for your wife. Ask God to reveal things about her heart to you. Women pray the same for your spouse to be as a man. Ask God to strengthen him in the areas that he's weak. Ask God to provide you the tools and the discernments that you need spiritually and physically. There are spiritual tools and physical tools you need to use to help your man for you women. The Bible says that women that are help meet. So that means that the women have to do a lot more in a certain sense to help the man bridge the gap Women are created to be helping, So a lot of men may not know how to talk to women, may not know how to uh, address women at the beginning or a particular type of women. Women are built in different ways based on your upbringing. Some men, you will meet them in their relationship. They're emotionally immature. What is going to bridge that gap? Is it you hammering him about how he's insensitive to you, not getting you flowers, not kissing you, not hugging you, not giving you enough time in the bedroom? Is that the solution? No. The more you keep addressing those problems physically, the more you're going to be creating a ground for the enemy. To break the bridge down. And that's what happens in relationships. There's a breakdown in the bridge. Instead of preserving the bridge with prayer, intercession, godly counsel, godly wisdom, patience, the the fruit of the spirit. Instead, some men and women destroy it by how they speak. Mostly women. Learn to bite your tongue in your relationship and all the energy you put into gossiping and blackmailing and whatever, put it to prayer and intercession. Network with other people who are prayer warriors and intercede for your relationship. A relationship is worth defending prayerfully. It's worth protecting. Intercessory prayer as a man protects your house and shields your home. You're interceding for your future seed, you're interceding for your woman, That woman of God that God has put in your life. You are interceding to make sure that everything that she needs and you would need for that bridge to be together is provided through your prayer intercession. Sometimes there's a need for fasting. God may reveal certain things to you about your spouse. It's not everything that God reveals to you that you need to tell her about it. It's not everything that God reveals to you that you need to tell him about unless the Lord says it's necessary. Men are given the priesthood, so that means they have direct access to God. God responds to women's prayers because of his loving nature that he has given to women. A classical example is Hannah. Hannah had been praying And praying and praying for a child. Nothing happened. But the moment that she put her passion into her prayer, what happened? Things changed. She cried with agony and bitterness to the Lord. And God gave her a word. And she conceived and bore who? Samuel. Men, on the other hand, need to learn how to let go of their ego when you are interceding and praying, God will begin to change your physical and spiritual outlook. And you begin to bear the image and look like the image of God. The Holy Spirit will begin to check that ego and remove that ego, remove that pride. Sometimes some women mistake the confidence of their husband as ego. Sometimes um, some men mistake the humility of their wives as pride. Oh, she's not saying nothing to me. There's answer because she's not saying nothing to me. She's prideful. That's not true. The Bible says walk in the spirit. You will not fulfill the loss of the flesh. So if you're interceding in prayer, the Lord will bring you into the spirit and the spiritual realm of God will guide you by his spirit to the path you should take. Psalm 37, 23, it says, the steps of a righteous man is ordered by 37, 21, excuse me. The steps of a righteous man is ordered by the Lord and he does what? He delights in his ways. Your intercessory prayer can guide and will guide your steps. God, I don't want to make a mistake. In this marriage, I don't want to make a mistake. In my relationship, I don't want to make a mistake. Even before I get married, Lord, I don't want to make a mistake that will destroy it. Psalm thirty-seven twenty-three. yes. There are mistakes you will make whether or not you pray or not because God wants you to learn from your mistakes. The good example is Peter. He said, I besought the Lord that he will remove this thorn in my flesh thrice and Jesus said my grace is sufficient for you Jesus wanted him and God wanted him to go through that thorn and that thorn in the flesh is a sin in the flesh something in his flesh that he had to deal with it could be anything it could be a desire it could be a thought it could be an addiction it could be a practice it could be anything Peter besought the Lord after the Lord spoke to him thrice, he accepted what the Lord says and moved on. Some men don't know how to move on and some women don't know how to move on. When there's reconciliation in a marriage for a small fault or disagreement or misunderstanding, learn to move on. Women are attacked a lot by the devil because of the emotions when it comes to forgiveness. When a man or your spouse hurts you or make a mistake, and he says, I'm sorry. And, and, and you still don't get over it because the devil is pulling on your emotion. Your, your prayers together can destroy the devil's agenda for you and your spouse and your marriage. The Bible says two are better than one. So if a man is building this bridge by the hand of God, God is building this bridge for him. His foundation of his life and his marriage is built on prayer. Therefore, there's going to be a firewall of protection. So, God bless you, Sister Annette. God bless you all the new timers here. My name is Prophet Seer Joel. This is the Men's Fellowship. You're welcome here to join if you're a woman here by proxy. I will upload that word of knowledge that God gave me yesterday for the uh, Men's uh I mean, for the Bible study, which included a prophetic word of knowledge for women and relationships. God bless you. We're talking about intercession for men. So you build, that bridge needs to be built. At the center of that bridge is Jesus Christ. He's the center of it all. He's the one through the Holy Spirit that tells you, if you're in the Spirit that you're giving too much burden to your husband or giving too much burden to your wife, or you're not giving enough attention to your husband, as you should. He's the King of kings and the Lord of lords. So if Christ is not the center of your relationship, if God is not the... If Christ is the center of the relationship, automatically God is the center of that relationship and above that relationship. Because again, the hierarchy of God's operation Is that And creation is that God is the head of Christ. Christ is the head of the man. Man is the head of the woman. So when you are interceding, the Bible says, the Holy Spirit will help us to pray with groanings which cannot be uttered. Help us to intercede. So Christ brings both the man and the woman together when they intercede together. This is the Holy Spirit. I don't have this written anywhere. It's just coming off. This is directly from heaven. I was sleeping overnight and I heard myself talking these words. And I wrote down what I read, some of the words I remember, the statements and the lines I remember. Guess what? Everything that was in the dream, I mean, in the vision that God showed me overnight, I've said it. Some bridges need to be fixed, some bridges need an upgrade. The problem with failed relationships and marriage is that one person is trying to fix the relationship by their own power. Instead of going on their knees and saying, God, we've screwed up, we've messed up, please have mercy upon us, fix fix this, or I've screwed up, or he screwed up, please fix him. We want to fix it ourselves. When the Bible said that God is the head and there's a problem, you go you go to the head and say, head, let's pray. You're the head, let's pray. And you start praying and lead them to pray together. But when you want to be the head, there can never be a fixing in that relationship. So Christ is at the center of that bridge in your relationship. When the man is interceding, The more you intercede, the more you're closer to God. Your intercessory prayer brings you closer to God. Your prayer life brings you closer to God. I don't have a YouTube account. I only have TikTok, Instagram, and the website. The website is swordofthespiritofgod.com. I have an Apple podcast. If you want to listen to this message and any other messages, I'm still trying to upload tons of messages. You can go to Apple podcast at Joel Isaiah 2022 or Spotify at Joel Isaiah 2022. Instagram is Joel Isaiah 20. I have two accounts on Instagram, um, excuse me, on TikTok. That's Joel Isaiah 2020 and Prophet Elijah 2020. The Spotify is Joel Isaiah 2022. Apple Podcasts, for those of you who have iPhones, is Joel Isaiah 2022. And then SoundCloud is Joel Isaiah 2022. So when you're interceding, you are closer to christ as a man and you begin to become the priest you learn how to become the priest not by name see a lot of men claim that they're they're priests in the house but they claim that title just by name there is no function as a priest there is no function as a head how can you function as a head if you don't have a head over you how can you function as a priest if you don't have the lessons to learn what the priesthood is about. What does a priest do? A priest has direct access to God. A priest takes prayer, sacrifice. I'm drawing from the Old Testament now. Today, Jesus Christ is your high priest. So you don't need to make animal sacrifices. As men, your intercessory prayer and prayer life should draw you closer to Christ and should be directed by Christ so that you could become the priest in your own home. And being the priest means you're the head and the leader to lead your spouse to God and your children and become the next generation that will bring an offspring that glorifies God's name. If you have children, you intercede for your children. The Bible says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much, avails much. If you don't have an effective prayer life, you personally will be drained. You'll be drained by all the things that's happening in your relationship. You'll be drained by all the spiritual warfare the devil is bringing against your relationship. There's somewhere you have a pain in your hip bone. In your right hip, I command healing for you in the name of Jesus. Receive your healing now in Jesus' name. Amen. Intercessory prayer opens your eyes to see what the devil is bringing against your relationship as a man in the spiritual realm. That's why the Bible says, pray without ceasing. Daniel prayed and God opened his eyes to see things in the spiritual realm. When you bring your spouse to that prayer t- altar that you have in your personal life there should be fire and that fire should burn bright- brightly. But if you have someone in your life who's not very well equipped to pray It's your duty as a man to intercede and pray for them and bring them gradually into that effective prayer life that you have. Otherwise, one will kill the fire. And this requires patience. The fruit of the Spirit is what? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, meekness, faith, temperance, against which there is no law. So please ignore this—the noises you're hearing in the background. These are all noises from people on the streets. I'm here in South Beach, Miami, and I'm staying in my, in my little space here, and that's why you hear those conversations and noises. But you can overcome the challenges the devil is bringing against you when you have a covering of prayer over you. A woman needs a covering. She needs a physical covering through the man and a spiritual covering through the man accessed by God and the Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ. When a man is godly, he submits to God. He submits to his Savior and is empowered by the Holy Spirit to bring his spouse into a loving relationship. Intercede for God to always create a fountain of love in your relationship as a man. Because a relationship that does not have love is a relationship that is going to end faster than a bullet can be fired from a gun. Faster than the release of a bullet. So you have that bridge. Jesus Christ is at the center. What makes that bridge to exist is God's love. The love that God has put inside of you is being expressed through the love he put in your spouse for him. It's not being directed to him, through him, to each, to both of you at the same time. Some of you heard that song that said Jesus is the the center of it all. Jesus at the center of it all. Jesus at the center of it all. When that bridge is strong now, it becomes an access point for you. Sometimes you see your husband is weak, you go on your knees and you pray for him. Sometimes you see your wife is weak, you go on your knees, you pray for him. Once that bridge is solid Your relationship should be perfect. As God says, not as man says. The imperfections of the flesh is what's destroying relationships today. So you need to be more spiritual in certain areas, if not all areas where there are challenges. Self-control, attitude, behavior, etiquette, personality. I remember one time I was in a Bible study many years ago probably around 2007 or six, and they were talking about some things in relationships and one the leader I think it was the leader or somebody mentioned that they prayed for their spouse for 10 years they prayed and interceded for them to learn how to forgive she would come home with drama from the church Come on with drama from her job. Come on with drama from going to the store. Always having issues with people and not forgiving them. Unforgiveness is a blocker to your blessings. The Bible said if you have any ought against somebody, forgive that person first before you come to the house of God, before you come to pray. So after a while, God decided to order that woman and teach her the lesson of forgiveness. Ten in the Bible represents the number of order. That's a prophetic number. All the numbers are owned by God. Numerology is forbidden, but God owns the numbers. So for ten years, he'd been praying for God to perfect his wife in the area of forgiveness. Not only did he pray for his wife, but he also prayed for himself. Because the Bible says when a man meets his wife, they become one. So if the woman has issues with unforgiveness and you don't have it initially, at some point you may end up becoming an unforgiving person if care is not taken spiritually through your prayer and self-discipline. Your intercessory prayer lifts your marriage up before God's presence. Invites God's presence into your relationship. Sends a terror like a thunderbolt against demons. Because Satan and demons and the fallen angels hate marriage. They hate marriage. I'll say it one more time. The devil hates marriage. So for 10 years straight, God was working on her heart. The Bible says that in uh, on the seventh day, God finished His work and rested, and everything that He did was what perfect. So seven is a number of God's favorite number. It's a number of completion. It's a number of rest. There are times in your accessory prayer where the Lord will put you to rest because you've prayed enough. I shared a testimony yesterday where a woman prayed for 40 years 40 years for her son who was a drug dealer for his salvation. And after praying for 40 years, she died. The week that he that she died, her son went out to the wrong part of the neighborhood and, and he got shot 50 times. The person who shot him fired a couple of bullets and thought he would die, but he didn't die. So he went there and fired more and he kept saying, die, 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 die. But the guy didn't die. The ambulance came, police came, the people who shot him ran away, ended up staying in the hospital for months. While he was in the hospital, he was in a coma. And he was taken to God's presence. And in God's presence in his throne room, God showed him his mother. He saw the Lord Jesus Christ on the right hand side. And he saw the devil on the left hand side. On the left hand side, the devil was petitioning for his soul of this man said this is just he has died now he died a sinner god and because he died a sinner this gives me the right to take his soul but abba father says hold on you devil have you forgotten that i'm a god of mercy and grace and god brought a book and in that book was all the tears and the prayers of his mother for 40 years and the Lord says this woman has been praying for 40 years she's dead now she's with me in my throne because she has been praying for 40 years you cannot have her son this is why the scripture makes it very clear the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much how in the world did the prayer of a woman for 40 years 40 years is 10 fours or four tens. How in the world did God decide to allow that prayer to stand as a memorial? Do you know how many prayers have been prayed for you by your past generations? Before you were born, maybe 10 generations ago, 20 generations ago, 500 generations ago. And those prayers are standing for you. So God sent this drug dealer guy back into his body and he woke up. The doctors were able to remove more than 90% of the bullets. The only bullets that were left were the ones in his brain. When this man came back, he was terrified. And he accepted Jesus Christ and became an evangelist and eventually a pastor. If his mother was not interceding for 40 years do you think that he would have, there's a very good chance with all the valuables and parameters looked at, if nobody spoke to him about God, if no pastor preached for him, if nobody interceded for him, he would have went straight to hell. Intercession goes to places where you cannot go physically. Your intercessory prayer as a man will go into your future will go into your past to reveal what is affecting your present and your future. Some of you have issues right now in your present marriage, but the reason why you are in this is because in the spiritual realm, your past or ancestral past has stuck you and put you in a bondage. And until you pray through to break through and intercede, you cannot advance in your relationship and marriage. Until you break those curses, you will never have a happy marriage. It's not a curse, it's a spiritual law of God. That's why the Bible says the anointing breaks the yoke. Anointing is not released anyhow. Anointing is released for a purpose. Anointing is released when you pray. Paul and Silas pray. There's heavens and the angel God said and the and the um Paul and Silas they pray. And the Holy Ghost came down and the angels came and shook the prison and they came out. Peter was in prison and the church, the early church, understood the importance of prayer and intercession. And God sent an angel and shook the place and let him out of that prison. That's anointing. Acts chapter 4 verse 31 says, And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were filled with the Holy Ghost and they spake the word of God with boldness. Some of you need to go, you need to pray and intercede and also be prayed for. Intercession must be made for you. Deliverance prayers must be made for you. Warfare prayers must be made for you. Different kinds of prayer to go. Your prayer can go into the past. Your life is like a remote control. Excuse me, your prayer life is like a remote control. On your remote control, you have what? Play, fast forward, rewind, pause. You can pause the activities of demons in your lineage with your prayers. God can use you as a man to pause the negative things that affected your spouse in her relationship. If she did not grow up with a daddy, God knows she got daddy issues. So you say, God, every curse as a man In the name of Jesus, every curse or deficiency my wife has because she did not have a daddy that will affect me and her relationship towards me because she did not have a male figure. Lord, pause it now. And while you put it on pause, you say, God, you begin to intercede. Lord, make her life be, let her begin to live and act as though she had a daddy. You become her daddy. You become her father. Fix the damages in her life. That did, there were calls because she did not have a daddy. Let it be as though she never went through that nonsense or deficiency of never having a daddy. Go on the flip side with the ladies. You marry a man and he's immature. That's not the time for you to beat him down and give him a good lecture. A failed good lecture of trying to be mature. Say so in the name of Jesus, Father God, pause this immaturity. And I ask that you teach him how to be mature. Help me to assist him because you're the help meat. in the basketball when you play basketball. Every great prayer player always gets an assist or gives an assist. There's something on the assist in basketball. For instance, some of you don't make LeBron James. So let's say LeBron James is playing with uh Chris Paul or any of these other players on the court. He's running to the court. But LeBron James is a, is probably a little bit after the half court. And he wants to get a. He ba- wants to make a basket. For a moment he thinks, you know what? Let me not shoot this basket. Let me pass the ball to the player that's closer to the basket. That is called an assist. He passes the ball to the player closer to the to the basket and the back player close to the basket puts the ball in the basket. That's called an assist. The player gets the credit, but LeBron James gets, gets credit for assisting that player to put that basket and put that ball in the basket. So your prayers, intercessory prayer, will help your husband and assist him on the women's side. On the men's side, your prayers can help your woman who has daddy issues who has issues with maintaining respect for you as a man. Every man commands and needs respect. That's the way God made it to be. So when you talk to your husband, it has to come with respect. The way you address him is not the way Oprah would address, the way you see Oprah and Beyonce and all these Nicki Minaj's and Cardi B's and Rihanna's and Beyonce addressing their husbands. That's Jezebel and Babylonian uh, uh, etiquette. Your etiquette is the word of God. When Abraham told Sarah to go and tell Pharaoh that she was his sister, it says that, that Sarah called her husband Lord. In that biblical time, whatever the man says, that was it. Some women cannot stand the directive of a man. And because you cannot stand the directive of a man, that means you cannot stand the directive that God has given for your man through Jesus Christ, through the Holy Spirit. Let's go back to the hierarchy again. God the Father is the head of Christ. Christ is the head of the man. Man is the head of the woman. So if the man is giving you directive, he's the closest to you. God can use the Holy Spirit to direct you as the head in the household. The man gives commandment and instruction. The woman can give suggestion, but that suggestion has to be with wisdom from the Holy Spirit. Not deception or playing what they call uh, game of the sexes or battle of the sexes. That's not of God. God never created sexes to battle. God never created Adam and Eve to battle. The reason why the battle of the sexes exists is because of the serpent. Eve is blaming Adam. Adam is blaming Eve. Adam is blaming the serpent. Eve is blaming the serpent. Everybody's blaming each other. So you say, in the name of Jesus, I command everything that's negative in my wife's life that I have observed. Lord, as you put it on pause right now. Lord, she's not, she needs perfection in the area of love. So perfect this area in the name of Jesus. You keep praying until you see the changes. That does not mean there's times you will not talk. There are things you need to just say, honey, you know, this area, you know, let's pray together about this because I see that Oh, now you're trying to me. I'm not loving. No, that's not how you respond. You respond with love, really? Because what you don't see, your husband will see. What you don't see as a man, your wife will see. When a man is waking up in the morning to go to work, his wife may see that his shirt is not pressed. What will she do? If she has time for her to do it, she'll press it. When a man sees that his wife is hurting, it's because he's more sensitive. But that sensitivity does not mean he's weak. That sensitivity means if he doesn't stay aware or be aware of, his, of that issue with his wife, it could balloon into something else. As men, you should bring your spouse into your prayer life so that you can grow together and you can burn together for God you become living coals for God have you ever seen coals on fire it takes a lot to put coals of fire out put the fire out the coals again i said it that bridge the analogy of the bridge jesus christ at the center when you are both interceding she's interceding you're interceding you meet with christ christ will speak So you can ask God to rewind you back to the time of your spouse's life to reveal to you or both of you what is necessary for your relationship to move forward. For your relationship to be successful. For your relationship to abide under God's law. Say, God, I give you a good scripture that can help you. Jeremiah 33 verse 3, it says, Call unto me, I'll show you great and mighty things that you don't know. Say God, reveal to me whatever it is I need deliverance from. Or my wife needs deliverance from. Some men know certain things about the lineage of their wives because they see things and they're aware of things. Same thing with women as well. So it's not say, oh, in your family, you guys are always doing this. You guys have never succeeded. You guys are always a failure. You guys are never happy. Blah 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 blah. Before you know it, you've just given the devil. A signature to sign off your marriage and your husband off to that curse. Instead of doing all of that, all that energy, you put it put it to prayer intercession, whether you're a man for your wife or if you're a woman for your husband, and you will see changes. You have to see changes. The Bible says some things don't go away except by fasting and prayer. There are different gears in prayer. Some of you have these nice vehicles, these brand new vehicles. There's different gears. There's park. There is a sport mode. There is drive mode. There is semi-sport mode. That's the same way with prayer. There's prayer of thanksgiving. There's prayer of adoration. There's prayer of supplication. There's prayer of intercession. There's prayer of warfare there's prayer of deliverance and there's prayer of declaration and there is prophetic prayers so if you are praying know the type of prayer you need to pray sometimes you need to switch your gears if you need to fast you fast Some things don't go away except by fasting and prayer. If you've addressed it physically and with prayer, it's not changing that you go to fasting and prayer. And sometimes you have to ask God to lay his hands on your spouse for good, not for bad, obviously. There was once a time a testimony my mom shared one time. She was counseling a woman in the church back in the 90s. My parents had a church in England. There were missionaries there. So there was this woman, and she came to my mom with a heavy burden. Said she said, "Mother, mom, and the Lord, why is it that my marriage is a mess? I watch you and your and your husband. You guys always praying all the time. And whenever I try to get him to pray, he don't want to pray." And my mom. Found out that he was cheating. She complained to my mom that he was cheating, always sleeping with women. So my mom went to the Lord and said, God, what should I say to this woman? And What kind of prayer should I give her to pray? See, what worked for your girlfriend may not work for you or your friend that you are trying to tell that your girlfriend used to solve her problem. That is the difference between the wisdom of man and the wisdom of God. What worked for you, my brother, for your brother, my brother in Christ, may not work for something else in your relationship. So that's why you need to come boldly before the throne of God. So my my mom prayed and God showed my mom a vision where he was cheating. So, my mama was praying, and one day the Holy Spirit said told her to pray. Tell her to pray that whenever he's cheating, God should make him never satisfied with cheating. So, he would come home, he would not be satisfied, he'd be miserable. Now, this is an, a very delicate area for women. A lot of women take it too far your prayers become more vengeful. Remember, vengeance belongs to God. After a while, God told my mom to tell the woman to pray and give her wisdom. So one day the woman was praying and one day she said, God, I want you to create shame for my husband. When he stands before the women to have sexual intercourse with them, let his thing not get up. Let him be ashamed. Strike, send an angel to strike him in his manhood. Do you know God answered that woman's prayer? And he came crying one day. And he said, honey, I'm sorry. I've been sinning against God and sinning against you. I've been cheating on you for all these years. And I was about to cheat last night. And this happened and this happened and this happened. So the woman rushed to my mom and called my mom, and she was laughing. I'm going to say, okay, now that's a little bit too much now. Pray and ask God to restore his manhood because if you go replay, when you want to have intimacy, when you, nothing will happen. Then you're going to be complaining. But God used that situation to change the relationship and get him out because she loved him. Some women say, okay, that's it. That's over. This marriage is over. But she already had kids. God already ordained that marriage. But he stepped out of the out of line in that marriage. He was not for; She was not doing what she was supposed to be doing. He was not doing what she was supposed to be doing. So now the prayers of a, of the wife saved the man and his marriage and their marriage. So she prayed and God restored his manhood. And from that moment, he never cheated on his wife again. And she had to... The lesson there is that she prayed for God to intervene... While she was God was intervening, God was also teaching her how to be patient and to be forgiven. Every misdeed in a relationship requires forgiveness. And the reason why relationships don't succeed is because none of the parties forgive. Oh, I called him watching porn. Okay, do you know why he's watching porn? Did you ask him why he's watching porn? Did you pray and bind the spirit of pornography? Did you find out maybe that he's been attacked by the spirit of incubus and succubus? Are you fulfilling your requirement in the bedroom As a woman So when he's doing that You have to forgive him for watching porn Every negative thing in a relationship requires forgiveness And forgiveness is founded on what? Love Godly love So if you can't forgive your spouse For the misdeeds that he did He got angry You got angry. Look at the way you talk to me. You raise your voice. Blah, 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 blah. You hit me. You smack me. You slap me. You did this. You did that. You still got to forgive. The moment you forgive, you negate the poison that the devil is injecting through that emotion, whether it's you as a man or you as a woman. But your intercession is like a cloud, my brothers in Christ. When you're interceding, the cloud of your prayers cover your relationship from the devil coming in to inject darkness into your relationship. They say a family that prays together, what? Stays together. Your prayers and intercession is like a glue. It's like a magnet. It's like a shield. So when the devil is bringing a storm to take your marriage down, when the devil is bringing a storm to break that bridge down. What would the Lord do? Can anybody tell me what would the Lord do? What is it that the Lord does when a storm is coming? Anybody wants any brothers out here? It's a shame if the sisters answer here tonight. If the brothers don't answer, sister answer for me. What is it that the Lord does when the devil sends a storm? Thank you. Raise a standard. Carney I believe that's a woman. Shame on you, brothers. He raises a standard. Well, blessings to you, my brothers. Next time, I answer the question. How can the Lord raise a standard when you don't have a platform for him to put his standard? Okay, you're a man. Thank you, Brother Carney. God bless you. I thought Carney was a woman's name. God bless you, my brother. No shame to the brothers. How can the Lord raise a standard if you are not interceding? What platform is He going to be able to work on when there's no foundation or bridge for him to raise a standard against the wiles and the trickery and the storms the devil is blown against your marriage? All the programs in church are a failure. Marriage conferences are a failure. They failure because once the conference is over, the problem starts again. The solution to your problem in your relationship and marriage is God. And you putting the work in. Oh, there's going to, to, to Pastor T.D., Bishop T.D. Jakes. Oh, that would lose the women's conference. Let's go there. When the conference is over, all you learned, if you don't put it to practice, if it's not from God, it's going to fail. Same thing with the men. Oh, we're going to the men's conference. Yeah, we're going to the men's conference. We're going to learn how, how to be a man. You can't learn how to be a man at no conference. You can hear, but how do you put it to practice? You could go to a women's conference or a men's conference and learn or, or hear stories of how to be a man if you're a man at the men's conference or women at a women's conference but it don't mean nothing if it's just title. For you to function in your role as a woman, you must have the power of God in your life. For you to function in your role as a man, you must have the power of God in your life. You must have prayer in your life. I'm not saying you should not go to conference, but I feel a lot of these conferences and all these books and teachings are all failure. Many many marriages have not succeeded. Many marriages are running on autopilot. The devil is putting that marriage on autopilot. And you know where that marriage is heading to? Hell. The family's heading to hell. The kids are heading to hell. The husband's heading to hell. And the wife is heading to hell. And the whole lineage is heading to hell. And the devil laughing at everybody's heading to hell. And some marriages is the woman that is piloting that marriage. And that's Jezebel. And because she's piling the marriage and not giving the man his position to lead or pushing him to lead. There's a difference between taking over the man's position and pushing him to lead. If you're going to push, you push gently at the beginning. Gentle nudge. Never embarrass your husband in public. Never embarrass your wife in public. Because it brings shame to both of you. learn to correct one another in love instead of saying you did this you did this you did this oh by the way I noticed this happened you know I hope everything's okay blah 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 so the Bible said the Lord will raise a standard against the enemy there's no foundation no standard no standard no power No power because you're not obeying the word of God. There's no love because no bridge for love. On that bridge, God will not lead you to the promised land for your marriage. That way you will build the foundation for your home. In that home is love. Love the first thing a a, a home should have is love. They say charity begins at home. Love begins at home. The Holy Spirit is a loving spirit, a gentle spirit, and you can grieve or hurt the Holy Spirit. When you don't respect the Holy Spirit or sensitive to the Holy Spirit, Intercessory prayer will ensure that Jezebel does not manifest itself in your relationship as a man and as a woman. You pray against the Ahab spirit, she pray against the spirit of Jezebel. Sometimes you pray against the spirit of Jezebel, she pray against the spirit of Ahab. And then also, the women need to pray against the double spirit. That double spirit is the spirit of Jezebel, and the twin of Jezebel is who? Delilah. Who are Delilahs? Delilahs are strange women assigned to take your husband down, to seduce your husband. One time, a woman came on this live. I don't a couple of months ago. She said, pray for me. Oh my! There's a strange woman. She hijacked my husband. How in the world did that happen? What were you doing before that happened? Shame on you. Your prayers can close up the heavens of Delilah so that Delilah cannot get access to your relationship. The moment you spot Delilah, you go on your knees and you go into warfare and you sound the alarm. How do you sound the alarm? You sound the alarm with your prayers. You sound the alarm by getting other, pro- other sisters or prophetess to pray with you. To issue judgment upon the spirit of Delilah that wants to steal your husband's heart. And you make a decree in the Word of God. I said it earlier. If you know in your husband's family they deal with the issue of lust or they have issues with not keeping a relationship, what do you do? You put that situation on pause in the spirit. Say, In the name of Jesus, I banish this spirit of lust and cheating and infidelity that is in my husband's lineage or in my lineage or in my ancestry in the name of Jesus, you will not pass over to the bridge of my relationship. I refuse you to pass over in the name of Jesus. I banish you in the name of Jesus. No go, no fly zone for you in the name of Jesus. A lot of times we don't pray. And if we're praying, we're praying half hearted prayers. Men speak with authority. One time I, I prayed for a woman to be filled with the Holy Spirit. She's been tormented by demons. So one day I got tired of her calling me all the time, telling me to pray for her. So I said, Holy Spirit deal with this impatient spirit, teach her how to operate in your love, and give her the right response to this torment. So she said one night she just woke up. I told her to always get up to pray at night. Oh, Brother Joe, Brother Joe, I can't get up to pray at night, I'm so tired. You know, I'm so tired, I need to be sleeping. I love to sleep. You know, I don't like to wake up at night to pray. So one night I was praying, I said, in the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, go right now and wake up, sister so-and-so. I won't mention her name. Do you know the Holy Spirit woke her up? The next morning she called me, Brother Joe, I woke up, and I, I woke up at 3 in the morning. That's around the time I woke up to pray, and I was praying. I woke up to pray, and then all of a sudden, that spirit was coming to torment me. And all of a sudden, I said, in the name of Jesus! And my voice changed like a man, and I thought I was possessed, and I ran around and I said, Said, and then I said again, in the name of Jesus, it sounded like a man's voice. She said to me, Brother Joel, I might possess. I said, no, you're not possessed. I said, that's the Holy Spirit. I said, your voice changed like a man, but that was not a man's voice. That was the voice of the Almighty God. Because you don't have a man that's a covering for you to challenge that spirit. God used his Holy Ghost Spirit because God is a man. Not a man in a man's sense. Because the Bible says God made man in his image or likeness. God is referred to as a male. He's not a female. And change her voice. Now the demons were not respecting her because she was praying with a soul. And so she used the authority of God. And she said the demon left. From that day she slept like a baby. No more torment. She was being tormented by an incubus spirit. And a succubus spirit, spirit of Asmodi and Asmode, a spirit spouse. These are fertility demons. Some of you, are, some of you, your ancestors, or people, of your lineage, made a covenant with demons. They went to the water, or they went to a witch doctor, who went to the water or a shrine, a river, to get you to get a baby. And because they did that, it it gives access. That's called holy anger. That lady used holy anger from the Lord. The spirit of God did that through her spirit. They went to the river trying to get a baby. So now Spirit of Incubus is demanding for your sperm and your egg. So when they come, they oppress you when you're in your younger years or in your moment of purity. Their goal is to defile you. They take orders from the devil to defile you. They also use your sperm and your eggs to make babies in the spiritual realm. And create demonic entities and babies. Because remember, there's power of life and death in the tongue. And God put the seed of life in the man. So you men out there that are messing around with your sperm and masturbating, I feel sorry for you. You women that are messing around, feel sorry for you. There's a spiritual ramification. You can claim all your sperm and your eggs back and ask God to kill those demonic entities or creations or babies that were created in the spiritual realm. One time a woman w- got into a marriage and the man of God, God opened the eyes of her husband. She saw that she 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 came with seven babies. She said, where are these seven babies you came? She said, I don't see no seven babies. He said, in the spiritual realm, you got seven babies. And they were demons. She said, well, I used to masturbate. She said, well, that's this cause. Take your sperm, take your egg. So this lady was being tormented by incubus and succubus spirit. Every night the demon would remove her clothes, and violate her. And she would wake up and see the evidence of being in in sexual activity every morning. And I got tired of praying against that. I mean, for her calling me to pray because I gave her the tools. She didn't use it. So one day, I was interceding for her by the leading of the Holy Spirit. And I said, Holy Spirit, send, wake her up right now to take authority over this spirit. I believe that the Holy Spirit alerted me to pray for that prayer because at that moment, God was aware that the spirit, that evil spirit was going to torment and afflict and defile her. I didn't know. I was never in a bedroom. I don't, I've don't. i never been to a house. She's all the way in New York and I was in New Jersey. And somehow at 3 a.m. in the morning, I, while I was doing my prayers and interceding for people and praying for people, God told me to pray for her. It just came in my mind. Intercession gives you access to God's presence. It connects you to God. So as a man, you need to be connected with God and to God all the time. As a woman, you should have the same as well. Have your secret place and prayer altar. As a woman, it's your responsibility to pray that the fire of God be remain in your husband's life. Remember that bridge I talked about, the analogy about the bridge? If your husband starts slipping off the bridge, where is he going to fall into? He's going to fall into the ditch or the river or stream. And what's he going to do? He's going to drown. Same thing for you brothers. If you let your wife slip and fall, she's going to drown. And she's going to slip and fall in the river or stream. And if God forbid, if you take too long, drown in the ocean. And when the ocean come into your relationship, that's the worst thing that can ever happen. Your marriage will be upside down. The bridge will be upside down. Have you ever seen an upside down bridge? It's useless and has no purpose. The Bible makes a record that Jesus Christ refers to the church as what? A bride. Symbolically. Do you know that everything that God created is symbolic? There's a reason why God created a woman and created a man. If the church represents a woman as a bride and the groom is the man, why is it that God refers to the earth as a woman? Symbolically, that does not mean because you're a woman now, that means that you are the earth. No, 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 no. There's no such thing as that. But God refers that for a reason. Intercessory prayer and your prayers bring releases God's authority into your relationship. The earth produces. Thank you, my sister. Because the earth produces a lot, women can produce a lot. Women can produce bitterness. Women can produce sweetness. So you can... I told you that your prayers and your intercessory prayer is like a remote control. You can pause certain things... From manifesting in your lineage, in your marriage, through your prayers. The more you keep praying, the more that God will create a hedge and those spirits will not touch you. Whether it's ancestral, generational, inherited curses of untimely of, of death, um, death, uh, miscarriages, you can pray that out. Prayers of a righteous man is what? The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. You can pray it out. You can rewind, ask God to take you back into into the past to see what it is that you need to see to make your marriage a success. Sometimes you need to pray and ask God to change things in the past so that your future can be better. Sometimes you need to ask God to make your past gone, make your present, your past, and your future, your present, so that you have a new future. It says, behold, I make all things new. Say, God, we've been in this marriage relationship and it seems like we're repeating the same things or we see the same trends in my father's side of my family and his side of his family. Therefore, God, we want a new future. Give us a new future, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Let that past be forgotten. You said you keep no record of our wrongs. All the things that are insurgent in the past that are affecting our lives, the things we inherited, the things that are in our blood, that means that in our DNA, Lord, remove it all, deconstruct it, and create a new thing in us, through us, and for us. They will never teach you any of these kind of things. I'm teaching you in the Omega churches, not even in churches today. What I'm teaching you is by the Holy Spirit. As I'm showing you, God is showing me these things in the Spirit. What we can do. There are generational curses and there are generational blessings. There are ancestral curses and ancestral blessings from God. When I say ancestral and generational blessings, those are blessings from God. They are blessings that will not be activated until you pray and ask and claim it. Say, God, anything from our past that you have given to us, that gifting, that gifting. That prophetic gifting, that seer gifting. Some of you have giftings and anointing. One time I met a lady and she was complaining, oh, I can't get a job. I said, shut up your mouth right now. What is wrong with you? Do you know you have anointing to command fire from heaven? It's in your lineage. So I, I started speaking in tongues and I was speaking in tongues. I spoke some mysterious things about the Holy two weeks after she got a job. Why did it take two weeks? maybe because there needed to be a transition for her to understand that what God is saying is real maybe there needs to be a that is a working of faith some of us you get prayer on this life you get instant answers to prayer because you have faith some of you don't get it because you don't have faith or maybe there's a reason why certain things are being delayed divine delay equals divine appointment Say, God, in the name of Jesus, whatever blessings that my generations missed because they were pursuing demons and worshiping demons, do you know there's a a balance in the spirit in your ancestry between curses and blessings, curses and blessings? Some generations are blessed because they didn't mess with the devil too much or at all. All the years that your ancestors or people in your generations passed, whether they were involved in a cult, witchcraft, sorcery, divination all those years they, the devil stole from them was a negative balance of blessings on the balance sheet of your generational lineage so that means the devil stole all those blessings kept all those blessings buried all those blessings and here you are suffering the curses that you are not it's not meant for you to sur- suffer The Bible said the blessings of the Lord make it rich and add it no sorrow. So as a man, you pray that. That's your authority. There's certain things that your your husband must pray with you. And there's certain things your husband must pray. Any prayers that require a certain measure of authority, you ask him to pray it. Sometimes you need to pray together. If not, not sometimes, all times. The Holy Spirit initiates it. Say God, in the name of Jesus, I speak the word of God. Your word says in Joel 22, verse 28, great thing it shall be established and a lot of it shall be on that way. Therefore, I decree in the name of Jesus Christ, a spiritual reversal by the hand of God that reverses all the curses and turns them to blessings. Return the curses back to the pits of hell and give me back my blessings. All the unclean blessings my generations did not receive that you ordained for them to have, the impacts they were supposed to make. Let me and my future generations fulfill it in Jesus' name. Amen. I've spoken for quite some time now. It's very important for you to understand the spiritual things of God. The scripture we're using is Acts chapter 4, verse 31. It says, that when they had prayed, the, the Holy Ghost came down. They, and the, when they were prayed, the place where they were was shaken. You need to shake the ground in your relationship for God. You can have stale ground in your relationship. Prayer moves things in your relationship. Prayer moves things in your personal life. If you come into a relationship, before you come into a relationship, if you're a prayerful person and things are always moving and suddenly things are not moving in your relationship, take a breather and start praying and saying, God, you set me on fire for you. Things used to happen. I want that, to remain the way it was. I want things to move in my relationship. I don't want to be stagnant. If you notice that the level of the anointing went down, say, God, I don't want this. If anything, the anointing should be double or triple or infinite fold. And the person who should carry the most anointing is the man. A lot of times that doesn't happen because a lot of men are lazy. Sadly, they don't want to take position and they want to be leaders. Some of you saw me earlier when I did the live on TikTok. I was out there at what time was that Around, around 10 or 11, preaching on the side of the streets of South Beach, Miami. There were women walking around. One woman walked around. She was wearing her panties. That's all she was wearing. And I was preaching right there. That's what a man is supposed to do. A man of God is supposed to stand and be a leader. One day, he looked at me and smiled. She said, thank you for preaching tonight. You never know what God wants you. That's what it means to be a leader, to bring change, to be an influence. You're a man not just to be a man in the bedroom. You're a man to reflect the image of God. You're a man to be in function as a man, as God has declared a man to function. What is a man meant to do? A man is entrusted to be in commandment and care of what God has put in his hands. Some women are demanding from their men what God did not put in their hands. Some men are demanding for women to do things that God did not create them to help the man to do. You want your wife to do everything. She's going to break down. You sit there in the house, you don't do nothing. She's going to break down. While she's pregnant with your babies, you want her to do everything, she's going to break down. There's a balance in everything. The Bible says that when God created man, he made it made by the dust, he breathed the breath of life, and man became a living. So what did he do? He gave him the Garden of Eden to entrust and take care of it. And what was in the Garden of Eden? The plants, the animals, and Eve. instead of taking care of the garden what was he doing spending time with the dog and then whatever else he was doing and eve was spending time with the snake if you're a woman you must pray out the snake nature that's embedded in the flesh of every woman and the snake nature the dog nature embedded in every man in the secular world they say women are good at cheating no that's not what god created women to do Women are good at telling lies. No, that's not what God created women to do. That's the nature of the serpent. The Bible says, if any man be in Christ, is a new creature. All things are passed away. All things become new. So if you're in Christ, your prayer should bring newness to your nature. Your attitude must change. Some women have very bad attitudes. That's why they can't get no man. And some men have very horrible attitudes. That's why they can't get a wife. Some men don't know how to talk to women or address women or approach women. So men, it comes naturally for them. God has given me anointing to attract women to win gospel, win them for the kingdom of God. I never use that attraction for anything else. One time I was in London, I was talking to this lady and all the men on the, on the, on the platform of the train were mad at me. So I, somebody was with me. I said, "Why them?" I said, "They're mad because they're jealous that you're talking to a be- woman that very beautiful." In the British culture, they have issues with, uh, uh, you know, approaching women who are that very beautiful. I said, "Not me. I got the power of the Holy Spirit in me, and He's the one that will." And I was talking to this woman, and God arrested this woman. She was a prostitute and extremely very beautiful. She spoke Spanish. A little Spanish, I said, Dios te pediga. And she got her attention. Next, you know, I started using my phone to translate. She opened up a little bit. She knew a little English. I put the word in her spirit. And that was the end of it. And I prayed for her. The power of God must be in your relationship. Before you get married and After. When the power of God is there, the power of God will keep the love there. And God will be the pilot of your relationship. Peace will reign in your relationship. Anytime something negative is going on in your relationship, the first thing you do is get on your knees and pray, whether you're a man or woman. Or you draw your spouse together and say, hey, let's hold hands together and let's pray. This is the devil. And rebuke the devil. Keep rebuking him until he leaves. The devil is worse than a pest. He's ready to destroy your marriage the moment he gets a square inch or square footage of your relationship. Ask God to perfect your spouse. Ask God to perfect you. The Bible says, Be ye holy as your heavenly Father is holy. Be ye perfect as your heavenly Father is perfect. There is no perfection in the flesh. So if you're praying for perfection, don't pray for perfection in the flesh. Pray for perfection in the spirit that will manifest physically. There's nothing good about this flesh. Dust to dust, ashes to ashes. Father, I thank you, Lord, for tonight. I bless your holy name. Thank you for this wonderful time that we've shared your word. I pray, Lord, that you touch all the men here tonight and all the men that will listen. I pray, O God, Father, that you give them the gift of intercession and prayer to pray their marriages into existence, to pray their marriages and relationships into your will, to pray your will for their relationships. And stop trying to create a relationship when you have already done the work. And all we have to do is just submit to you. Father, I pray that you help all the men here tonight and the women who are here by proxy in the name of Jesus. I pray, O oh God, that your fire will surround all the relationships here tonight. And Father, I pray that you pause whatever needs to be paused. All the negative things in your relationship be paused and removed in the name of Jesus. The things that need to be reversed be reversed in the name of Jesus. The things that need to be recreated be recreated by your mighty power, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. That, these, that things that need to be made new Be made new in the name of Jesus Lord I pray you heal all the men and the women here tonight Some men, a lot of men need healing Spiritual, physical, emotional healing In the name of Jesus Lord I pray that you bring forgiveness Every misstep in a relationship requires forgiveness So I pray you give them the heart to forgive Give them new hearts In the name of Jesus Lord Jesus, you started your ministry with prayer. You ended it with prayer. A relationship with prayer and intercession in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for tonight and I bless your holy name. Let your will be done. Let your kingdom come. Instruct the men and the, oh God, Father, in the way they should go. Teach the women what they need to be taught. The Bible says the man should teach the women The things they need that they don't know. I also pray that you help the women to be teachable, and the men to be good listeners, and the women to be supportive and good helpers. I pray all the deficiencies in the lives of any woman or any man here tonight that you turn those things around to a divine sufficiency of your power and your touch and your love. Your word says, "Lord God, that love conquers all." So the areas that we are failing. Let your love conquer those areas. Thank you, Lord. We bless your holy name. I pray for Jorge Vasquez, five ninety six. The Lord taught you. In Jesus' name, if the Lord instructs you to do something, you do it, and you leave it like that. Okay. God bless you. Men at the head, stay the head. God bless you. Bridging the gap through intercession in your relationship. That gap that has caused bitterness, unforgiveness, grudges. Must be bridged tonight through intercession. Some things don't require prayer and some things require prayer. The things that don't require prayer as a man do it quickly. Forgive quickly. Show love quick. Stop praying for love to come when you're not doing what you need to do to show love. Same thing with the sisters. Anything that you need to do physically that you you can do physically, do it quickly and then leave the rest to the Lord and pray on it. Don't be praying and not doing what you... There is no love without action. Say action speaks louder than words. God is weighing the actions of your heart. God is weighing the actions of your thoughts. Women, don't let your your thoughts stray. Don't let your emotions overrule your decisions. Women are created emotional. Men are deficient in certain types of emotions of women. And men are deficient, excuse me, women are deficient in certain types of uh, personality traits of a man. That's why I say, "Walk, man. Half of man. Out of the man, out of the man, the woman came. But at the end of the day, both of you come together as one, and perfection comes into play by God's hand, not by your hands. But by the hand of God, in submission to His Word, and by the leading of the Holy Spirit." So I pray that the Lord will bless you all in the name of Jesus. Thank you for listening. When this life is available, including the one from yesterday, I will post it up on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And also on the website, if you have any prayer requests or you want counseling, you can message me on Instagram at Joel Isaiah 20 You can also uh, message me through the website at swordofthespiritofgod.com. swordofthespiritofgod.com. And click on the message bubble. Um, this message will be available also on the website under Messages for the Men's Fellowship. So you can listen to it on SoundCloud as well at Joel Isaiah 2022. On Vimeo, it's Joel Isaiah 2022 as well. Thank you all for tonight. I love you. The love of the Lord. Continue to grow in Christ and speak His Word. All right. So. I started the message on intercession, and then somehow, in some way, the life ended up yesterday on, on a prophetic word of knowledge, applying intercession to your relationship. And I was talking on the women's side, and then today is the men's fellowship, and God said, okay, now I'll talk to the men about it. Maybe some of you prayed. I don't know who prayed, but if you didn't pray, still the Lord directed me. I heard myself talking about this in a vision overnight. So I knew that the Lord is saying, don't try to prepare anything. This is all you got to speak about. And this is exactly what I spoke about. Okay. So God bless you, Trinity. God bless you, Vanessa. I will give you, um, as soon as, uh, just just add Joel Isaiah 2022 on your Apple iPhone. For those of you who have Apple iPhone and the Apple podcast, add Joel Isaiah 2022 um, on Apple Podcasts Or if, if you don't have an Apple Podcasts You go to Spotify Spotify is Joel Isaiah 2022 As well Alright I'll put it up On the website As soon as available Okay I pray for Sandy Willie I pray for your mom At the hospital That God will straighten her, Strengthen her legs Receive strength In your legs Right now My sister And in Christ For your mother In the name of Jesus um, if you're listening to this for the first time, welcome to Soul of the Spirit of God Outreach Fellowship at Tabernacle. My name is Joel. I am a prophet, evangelist, and a missionary, and a seer of God. And if you need prayers, you can reach out to me through the channels I mentioned or the platforms I mentioned. If you're here and you want to give or support to this outreach or you feel blessed tonight, you can send a donation through Cash App at dollar sign targeted number four, Jesus Christ. PayPal is joel8915 at hotmail.com. If you're sending something through Hotmail, please make sure you postmark it as family and friends. Venmo is at targeted number four, Jesus Christ. Targeted and then number four, and then Jesus Christ. If you want to Zelle or send some of the Apple Cash, just message me on Instagram at joel Isaiah 20. This is all I have for you tonight. May the Lord bless you and keep you. And uh, tomorrow is going to be the Women's Fellowship, which is Saturday. And whatever the Lord has me share, so be it. All right, I have live services every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. There are some days where I may not be able to do a live either because I'm very busy evangelizing or street evangelizing. Or maybe the Lord has me do some other things. Um, Wednesday is the Youth Outreach on Instagram. Thursday is the Bible study on TikTok. Friday is the Men's Fellowship, which we have today. Which is segue into Saturday. And then Saturday is the Women's Fellowship. And then worship day is I have service um, as well. Any other days, I'll be out preaching or evangelizing on the streets and encouraging you or doing whatever it is that the Lord wants me to do. So may the Lord bless you and keep you and cause his face to shine upon you. Till we meet again, shalom. God bless you. Goodbye.